Welcome to China Paradigm, a show powered by Dashi Consulting, where we interview seasoned entrepreneurs and experienced managers in China about their business and experience in the country. Hello, everyone. I'm Matthew David, the founder of Dashi Consulting and its podcast, China Paradigm. Joining me today is Matthew Rochet Schneider. You are in charge of 100 degrees in Asia and based in Shanghai. And I'm thrilled to have you here. Um, I met with you a few times. And what strikes me when I met with you during a conference, it was a friendship of commerce that you organized, is that you, and of course your company, Saint Degré, were able to bring together everything which is needed to bring to life a product from uh, the, the design of the ID to crafting the product and delivering the product. At that time, it was a perfume. I don't know if you remember, in a bamboo. Um, and I always thought of branding companies as designing marks, logos, names, color set, identity, but not real products to, pro to, to contact the factories, to be in, in contact with the factories, to be able to design it. And you told me, oh, it's pretty easy. We can do that. And I was amazed at how easy it sounded to you. And I was given at this conference um, this um, perfume and I put it in my living room and I stared at it telling me, how can it be so easy? I need to interview Mathieu to explain to me how easy it is and how he's doing all that. And the more I dig into the business of Sonogris, the more I realize the extent of the work. Uh, one of your cases is, I believe, um, a, a very... Uh, I mean, uh, self-expressing of what you do is the herborist. And before we 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 started um, to talk about the the podcast, I said I want to talk about this case specifically because I think that's amazing that Sandegrey got this case from a very Chinese company and to rebrand it uh, entirely. More about Sandegrey. It was founded in 1988, so 32 years ago. Um, and you present yourself as an independent global design agency with a strong expertise in the field of luxury and premium intention brands. You count around 80 team members. It's on your LinkedIn profile, so maybe we need to update it. And you have offices in Paris, Shanghai, Sao Paulo, Dubai, Casablanca, Hong Kong, and Mumbai. And I think we need to update for China. I believe that now you are in several cities in China and um, you will update us, us on it. About Chinese clients, you have worked for the Eberist, which is, I think, one of the most iconic ones you have been working with. But you also work with Poya, Shando, Maisu, Tian's Group, Sephora China, L'Oreal China. Thanks, Mathieu, for being with us. Thank you. So my first question, as always, is about the size of the company. Um, would you be comfortable to share a little bit about the size of the company uh, yeah. in China and in the world, if you want? Yeah, yeah, sure. Thank you so much to uh, to invite me uh, today, Matthew. Um, first of all, um, thank you also so much for all your good uh, sentence about us before. Uh, regarding the company, just uh, a small uh, uh, update compared to uh, also what you you find in terms of data. Uh, today we have five offices in China, uh, in mainland China, six in total in Greater China, and seven with Taipei, and um, we tried, uh, as you say, uh, since 12 years in China to be uh, closed and to be a partner of the most beautiful and the next uh, most successful Chinese brand. Uh, 
and in the world is the same for every country. In Dubai, uh, we are working for brands from Dubai and Middle East. In Casablanca, we are working for uh, the Maghreb and uh, the Morocco brand. In France, it's for Europe. Uh, in Brazil, from Sao Paulo, etc., etc. It's our. It's more than a business model. It's more as a DNA. It's more as a philosophy of work. Uh, and uh, about China today, as I mentioned, uh, we're growing up uh, quite fast. We are very happy about it. It's due to our also the confidence and the trust of uh, our clients. And today we have more than 50 people in uh, in Shanghai. Uh, five offices, uh, five offices in in mainland China, in Guangzhou, uh, Beijing, Chengdu, Shenzhen, and Shanghai. Shanghai is a bit uh, today as um, a second headquarter. Uh, after Paris, uh, because we organized uh, the uh, Shanghai office exactly uh, as the Paris office with the collective intelligence, as we call it, uh, with each department, each team uh, regarding uh, the, the project. And for Greater China uh, Business, we have two uh, another beautiful agencies uh, in Taipei and in Hong Kong, and in Asia uh, related uh, to, to Shanghai, we have also an office in Vietnam, in Bangkok, and uh, probably very soon in Singapore. Good. Would you mind sharing about how China is important for Sandegray? How many percentage of, 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 of revenue is coming from China or number of brands you are working <laughs> among the groups? Uh, also, number of Chinese brands you have been working with uh, maybe within a year and since the beginning, since you have been in China for seven years now. Hello. Um, it will be complicated to answer you uh, shortly. <laughs> I will try. Um, look, uh, regarding the group today, uh, our relationship with China is a bit more complicated, but in the good sense, than what we believe and what we think, uh, because uh, some of people know it, but uh, the two founders uh, of uh, Sandegré, uh, David and Ellie, um, they met in Hong Kong, in China, 36 years ago. Uh, and they imagine and they think about Sandegré in China, uh, which is quite special at this time and today because China is a huge opportunity and there is also a lot of easy opportunity. I don't, there is nothing negative, but a lot of companies see that like an easy company, an easy opportunity. For us, you know, it starts long, long time ago and uh, Eli and David decided to to, to come back again 12 years ago in Shanghai and in China. Uh, the, the link that we have, the link with uh, China is quite different than what we can believe. It's not a question of market and opportunity. It's more like a question of link and friendship and a, a quite a lot of people call it a kind of love <laughs> between us and, and China. And I'm very, uh, very proud to, 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 to support every day. Uh, this love that we have since 36 years ago. What were they uh, doing? Have, sorry? What were they doing at the time? What were they doing at the time in Hong Kong? They were uh, already in design or in sourcing no. product? No. 1986 or something like this, 85. So yeah. at that time, China was still just opening. Uh, Deng Xiaoping started the opening yeah. up of China, Kaige Kaifeng at the end of the 70s. Um, and um, it, you, you should have a pretty adventurous mind to go to Hong Kong at that time and to link with China. Uh, well, it's, I will maybe talk about it later in the, in the podcast, but uh, we, uh, we would like one day to, to write a book about it because uh, for us, it's, uh, it's very special. 
And um, I don't want to explain uh, uh, instead of they explain, but I can explain you a bit, Eli and David. Eli uh, was um, already in design, but he's looking a bit about a, a first uh, a business opportunity. He's not sure about uh, what he's looking for, but he was sure about some things and he's always uh, gave this uh, little um, story that uh, his, uh, his father, Uh, told you told him okay don't look about the west you have to look about the east because east will be uh, the next uh, step and he went to hong kong like that uh, for david he, he was uh, working in what we call the, the cooperation uh, the copy uh, uh, between france and china government and uh, they met each other um, they, 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 they met some factory they had some incredible uh, stories to share. And I know one day we will find a way to share to, with everyone. So what about now, the, the, we understand the origin and the link with China. What about uh, China now in the group? I, I, my understanding is that China is becoming a very sizable size of Sandegre now. And uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms of size, uh, there is two, two interesting information about it. Today, in terms of pure business, Uh, Asian uh, activities uh, are more or less uh, half of the total uh, business group around. Uh, and what is quite interesting and very important, and maybe I will have the chance to develop to with you after, that today it's the topic of created in China. Uh, this topic, we are talking about it since 12 years uh, in, uh, in China. It's today the, the, the team in China in Guangzhou, in Beijing, in Shanghai, they are working also for some projects, which is not Chinese projects. And for me, uh, first of all, I have to tell you that I'm quite proud of it <laughs> because I'm very proud of my team, for sure. But I'm also proud in terms of creativity. It means here in China, uh, there is all the ingredients uh, to propose a different alternative creativity Uh, a different collective intelligence for the clients. I'd like to go more in depth in, uh, on, on those topics later on, indeed, with specific cases, because the thing is that I don't want to be generalist because uh, a lot of people have said for many years that um, um, we will see Chinese brands with their own creativities and own heritage. But so far, you will correct me later on, but so far, not many have reach the global stage. We'll go back on that later on. First of all, I'd like that to define precisely what you do. What is branding? I feel again, this word is used by many people and not very well defined about the different steps, about what you do and what you don't do as well as a branding agency. For instance, the fact that you were able to put together everything, the, the ID creation, The, the, the factories and the design of course the product in between was for me um, new to me that the branding agency could do that much. So would you mind sharing about um, what, what services you offer to companies more precisely in segments? Um, I got from your, 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 your profile actually on LinkedIn, you are doing graphic, graphic design, product packaging design, retail, category management, merchandising. Uh, strategic and digital marketing, but that's still not very precise because I feel that when I see the product, I get a very good idea of what you do. 
Yeah, uh, it's a good topic. Uh, I don't think I will have the answer today with you, but it's a, it's a very good topic that we can discuss together. Um, how to answer you about what we are doing? For sure, the question of design is a key topic. For sure, the question of uh, of branding is a key topic. But today, but it's not only today by. Uh, by opportunity is today since the beginning in some degree it's the core question is how creativity really how creativity is the solution for any kind of challenge that you face to any kind of challenge you are an international group and you don't know how to go to a new market you are a very small startup and you don't know how to bring up you are um, a new you opening a new business inside your group you are buying a new brand inside your group you are going to buy a factory for your startup in any case all these cases, and you we can continue to list the creativity and the intelligence the collective intelligence how to to find the best solution through design and creation for me for us <laughs> is the only answer since 32 years um, that's a very good um, um, intro to a question I listed uh, before we be, to prepare the, the podcast is how do you manage creativity? I think one of the genius parts of LVMH has been to put management, rationality, organization into something which is very, very creative, where the value proposition is creative. We talk about fashion, we talk about luxury, the value, the price, the, 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 you have in the price of creativity. Creativity is priced uh, in, in the product. How do you manage it? And I, I remember when we met, uh, you uh, explained me more precisely the different section into your company, the different functions. Um, and I think that give an idea as well how you organize creativity. Uh, moreover, I, I would go a bit further. In terms of function, does the creativity come from the designer, from the planner? from the man the, yourself uh, and then is, is put into practice into 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 uh, uh, pictures by the designer how does it work how do you manage creativity if it has a core of your business um very uh, good question very challenging question um i think it's more a question of value than a question of how we make it because if uh, I can give you the solution, it means it's not creativity <laughs> because it's not so easy to give you the, the magic formula. But what I'm totally sure and what Ellie and David also built uh, years after years, it's that through values, we can build and we, create, we can create something amazing. Through so the values. The values of the client or your values? No. Through our values mixed with the client's values. It means if we have a core inside each other in the company, if each core of each one uh, gives something else to the total core of the company, etc., etc. It's a question of growing up together. It's a question of how to share together some ideas, solutions with the client, internally with our team. It's like that. And it's what we call now since few months, uh, we create, a, we decided and we, we draw a new philosophy uh, name. It's what we call to be 
creative activist. The, the creative activism, it means you are engaged in your design. You are engaged in your creation. When you are doing a category management, for example, because it's not the stuff the most sexy <laughs> that we can believe, but if you are engaged in your, in your category management, if doing a logo is an engagement for you, for your client, for the country, for the community, uh, etc. When you are designing a Chinese brand, if you are designing because you believe the Chinese brand added a value to the Chinese global uh, value, to the, to the global brand value, you are engaged. If you are engaged, for me, you are doing something totally different. I don't know if I answer to your question, but... <laughs> does it mean, I, I like to go more, more precisely into your work. Uh, does it mean that yourself, Ellie and David, are involved in every product because you we are... Tried. The, sorry? We tried. <laughs> it's not, that, totally. it's not, not always. That means creativity cannot only come from three of you, right? No. It's also coming from, from the, 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 the entire team, maybe, and entirely from the entire team, maybe. Not without you, it's possible, right? You don't do anything alone. You know, and this is something that I learned from David and Eli, but it's something also that I learned from China and from Chinese people. That really, uh, they, they share with me the, 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 how work together, how to make some things together is totally different than to make some things alone. For sure, we can draw some things alone. For sure, it's necessary to help your team, but it's not the solution. The solution is to make some things with your team, with your client, mixing the team, Uh, an, arch an architect from the retail team, maybe he has an excellent idea to share with the logo and, uh, and visual identity team. But it's always a question of open also to your client, open yourself, open uh, to your team and give the chance to each one to share. I received um, your document about the arborist and in, in you detailed different steps and all you did, which is amazing. You worked on the spa, you worked on the product, you worked on the packaging, you worked on the, on the, yeah. the logo as well at the time. I, I don't know when it was, um, but the thing is there, there, it seems to, there is a process in it yeah. that uh, you are not mentioning much now, but the process is you go through mood boards and from the mood boards, you define some sketches and This is within different steps where actually you have the, at the end the activation. Really possible that you describe a, a usual path from yes. um, uh, the, the time you meet with a client to the time you, you deliver to the client. Um, and from my understanding is that uh, you come up with a mood board and you end up with activation. But I, I'd like to go more in details. If we take the, 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 the Herboris case, uh, it's... Uh for many reasons, uh, quite a special project. Uh, first of all, uh, it was our first uh, project in China, like a real project. I'm not talking about uh, many, uh, many, many years ago when we start to, uh, to discuss with Chinese clients. I'm talking about the first project as a total and incredible project, first of all. Secondly, and uh, don't uh, see that like a lack of... Uh, I, I have nothing, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's quite uh, open on discussion, but it was the first time uh, to, to see a brand, Chinese brand, who decided to go globally and who decided to give this mission to a foreigner people and French people. And uh, we can say what we want now, but Herborist is 
a part of the modern history of the branding in China. Uh, because it was really the first time, really, and for us the first time, for them the first time, uh, for the market the first time. So for, for all these reasons, uh, it's something incredible what happened. And 12 years ago, we are, since, we are still, uh, I'm still uh, asking to myself <laughs> how it was uh, possible to match all this first time. But it happened. Uh, I think, as I discussed with you before, it's also a question of open each other, ourselves, our mind, because Jarrois Group, the, the, the client for Herborist, um, when they choose us, they, they, they told to Eli, but how you will um, understand the Chinese culture, how you will, uh, you will manage all this uh, stuff. And the two solutions for us was evident. First of all, we asked them to come to our office because at this time we didn't have an office in Shanghai. And we asked them to spend time with us Paris. in Paris. But it was not one week, huh? it was three months, I think. Uh, you can imagine three months, more than three months, to work okay, the marketing manager. to exchange, to exchange, to think, to brainstorm, just to a lot of time people don't understand, but design and branding, it's a lot of question of people and a lot of time it's a question of sharing friendship. <laughs> a lot of time it's also to share a coffee or to share a tea and just to discuss, you know, uh, what, is, what is the meaning of a shape? What is the feeling behind the shape, etc., etc., etc. And also, uh, we came very often, we spend time very often with them in Shanghai and step by step, uh, step by step for each one, it was something totally normal totally evident. We never had a situation as, you know, that you look at each other and why, why are we doing like that? Not at all. And um, it was very spe special project also. And I, I found again a few weeks ago, the first presentation and the first presentation, one route of the presentation was exactly the project launched uh, one year after. And uh, also, it's a question of evidence. Evidence, like uh, we found the solution together with them, and and it was the solution. What item did you develop with them? Uh, I, I feel that it was a very complete product. So <laughs> I, I saw through your PPT, but I, I like to be more uh, specific <laughs> on the different items: packaging, spine so, cells, or interior design, brand strategy, brand strategy, and brand platform for sure. Uh, after a logo. Uh, VI guidelines, VI identity, all the visual language of the brand. Product, for sure, it was the, the core topic. Uh, product also uh, follow-up for the supply chain, how to, uh, uh, to, to find the, the good supplier, where, etc. how to, to manage it. Uh, uh, for sure, retail, we designed a beautiful spa uh, in Shanghai and also beautiful uh, shops everywhere in China. And after, we had the activation uh, which is few uh, key visual, uh, etc. My understanding when I look at your documents is that um, part of it uh, is very precise, like the product design, the packaging, and the factory is going to duplicate to produce it. It's very, very precise. And part of it is more guidelines. Uh, yeah. For instance, the visuals you are talking about in activations are the visuals that the company is going to reuse as a guideline to actually yeah. uh, uh, re reproduce different things, but with, with clear guidelines. Would you mind to elaborate a bit more where you, where you start and where you stop? I think that's a very difficult 
thing to understand from a company is a branding agency. Where do they start and when do they start? Yeah, uh, this is a question uh, also about uh, linked to what we call co-creation. Uh, because where you start and where you, you stop, for me in design, it doesn't really exist. Uh, there is the question of how you work and what you deliver. For me, how you work, you cannot give some, uh, some limits. You cannot give some, uh, some beginning and uh, 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 the, the end. You, you have to be very generous. Otherwise, design does never work. Never, never work. Uh, if you are afraid uh, during a, a meeting or a dinner uh, to uh, propose some idea uh, because you don't know if they will uh, take it or not, it, you don't have to make this job, to be honest, especially in China. Chinese clients really uh, learned me how to be generous. It means you have to give some things from yourself. You have to open your mind. You have to develop idea. And after, we will see, okay, maybe we will not develop every idea. But first of all is to give some things and to open your mind and to think for their business. You know, if you start to think for their business because you try to have their business model in mind, everything is totally different because you don't think anymore, okay, I have to give one or two logo. No, I have to give the solution for their business model. This is totally different. But to answer to your question, in terms of deliverable, it's what we deliver. Uh, I... I'm used to say sometimes that for me, when a client doesn't need any more us, uh, it means we succeed because it means uh, he has every tool, uh, every tool to develop by himself uh, the, the, the next step. For us, the goal is to be necessary <laughs> and to be useful and to have uh, the chance to stop through guidelines. Uh, the best example is what we call the VI guidelines. VI guidelines, It's a tool, it's like a book, it's like a Bible. Uh, the client, normally, normally, if you make correctly your job, uh, doesn't need uh, you anymore after that. I see. And the and word... Actually, sorry. So good. No, and I'm, it's, I'm thinking about the topic which is quite new for us since few months. It's what we call the coaching, uh, which is more and more uh, developed. And again... I, we have a huge uh, chance uh, to, to, uh, to work in China for this reason because uh, Chinese clients gave them gave us uh, sorry the chance to develop this kind of stuff to coach their team uh, to spend one two day per month with their team to coach them to share with them and now uh, I can't give you the name right now but uh, recently we signed a new coaching program and every uh, Friday. Uh, I will go uh, soon in their office to help them to think, to open their mind, etc. I think the eye-opening word you're using is tools. You are providing the tools for brands, for, for companies to actually use um, efficiently and with success the, their brand assets. Yeah. I, I feel that, that that's what you do. Would you, would you agree with that? Sure, sure, totally. For me, it's, I'm sorry to repeat, but it's a mix between to be generous to be enough open mind and also to be enough entrepreneur in your mind to be able to think as your clients. It's not a question of, uh, of which kind of client. It's not because you are working for the biggest group in the world or, or the, the small startup. It's just a question of thinking and doing. Uh, you know, during many years, we used a manifesto called Think Far, Do, do Well. 
for me, it's exactly that. If you are able to think far for your clients and think with them, you are totally possible after to doing well. Is it one of the values you were mentioning, think far and do well? Is it the value you were thinking of when you were saying that we work with values and we unite through values? Or yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, think far, do well. It's, it's one of the most uh, important values of Sandegay. But we have also, uh, uh, for me, a, a huge uh, sense of humanity. Uh, not in terms of, uh, like, not something like uh, big without... Uh, without concrete uh, solution. Humanity, it's hard to understand people by countries, by, uh, by, by culture, you know what I mean? When you open an office, like a, to, like a small team of Frenchy people, and you are coming in a city like Shanghai, you cannot explain to people that you are better than them. You cannot say to them, okay, I will explain you how to do, etc. You can be very humble, tell them that, okay, maybe you have some good solution, But you have to learn and you have to share your experience. And after, you, you are able to give some solution and to tell them how to do it. You have dropped the word French several times. Uh, yeah. Actually, I'm not sure your company is as French as you said, because you are all over the world in some way. But still, that's something which is core to your identity. And that links to another question I have. How do you deal with competition in this sector? I feel um, a branding agency, uh, you have many branding agencies in Shanghai, in, in, in China, I believe, uh, as, as well. Um, How do you uh, um, deal with a company? How, how do you make uh, a company choose you instead of the others? My understanding by exchanging with you before the podcast and what you just said is that the French identity is key. Your references, of course, of 30 years of experience are key. Are there other things I'm missing? It's not, a, it's a very challenging question. Thank you, Mathieu. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a question that for me is, is more than a key question because it's what you are uh, will help you to be uh, what you will do for your client. Um, our uh, relationship <laughs> with our French uh, origin uh, is very clear and at the same time, very, uh, we have many, uh, how to say that? It's a question of agility also. Uh, for sure, we are French, for sure, for sure. So that's a core advantage for you. And that in your proposal, your value proposition. Oh, it's not frank. a question of advantage or not advantage. It's a question of who we are. Okay. And we will not hide what we are. Yes, France is an incredible country about design, creativity, branding, uh, how to enjoy some things, the lifestyle of some things. But also France, and it's what this company tries to show every day, but also what we are in this company, when I am from my family, what Eli and David are, it's also a question to be open to others, to be French, I think, personally, it's also a question to be totally open to share your culture with the culture of others. It's what I'm telling every day to my team in Shanghai, we are not Chinese, we are not French in this company, we are from Saint Degree, okay? When you are coming and you, you pass the door in the morning, you are not anymore. We don't care who is French, who is Chinese. We are all from some degree. And some degree is something between France, China, many stuff. But it's a question of who you are and how you are okay to share with the other what you are. And after the question of if we are French or not, trust me, is not anymore the question. And from the competitor, our competitor, 
first of all, I never define myself and ourselves as a branding design agency. Okay. We are a design people <laughs> and creative people who are doing branding. Uh, we are a design um, and creative people who are doing category management. We are designing and design, sorry, and creative people who are doing a factory follow-up and engineering. But we are not uh, just branding agency. And I when you are creative, honestly, everything is possible. I, I saw on, um, on some of your publications that uh, initially you were defining yourself as a design agency and then to a brand intelligence agency. Uh, does, does, is it, was it a way to differentiate from, from the, this crowded space, which is uh, agencies, right? Uh, it's yeah. a red ocean. It's, it's crowded. Uh, yeah. And you find very small ones with two people and very big ones owned by big groups. So um, to, 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 to finish on this topic, uh, I believe that references, your, ref, your past references, 30 years of references are clearly, clearly playing in your favor. Uh, but are there other things that are missing? Is, is there something in the process you work on? Is there something that when you pitch actually clients, you already come up with ideas uh, at the pitch stage? Always, always. Uh, again, it's what I'm, I'm telling you before. How convince someone The only solution is to, to show your honesty and to show that you are able to think for his business. How do you, it's impossible to ask to um, the, the chairman of a group as we, uh, I met every day, the chairman of the second biggest group in, in Shanghai about cosmetics. If you are telling him, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for my contract uh, to be signed because I have to deliver your logo. It's impossible. It's not like that that it works life anymore maybe 20 or 40 years ago, but it's not anymore like that. It's first, you have to show who you are. And after, he will show you who is. I'd like to stop here a little bit. Does it mean that you have, I, I, I tend to understand through, through, with, with, with different parts you, you have shared that you do work for free at the beginning. Let, let's be very direct and at, at the pitch way. And at, in order to show your creativity, Again, it's not a question of free or not free. By generosity, as you said. It's a question that, first of all, you have to be ready to give some things. Maybe it's a sketch. Maybe it's a discussion. Maybe it's to spend uh, two hours in front of a dinner. Maybe it's a movie, a reference, a drawing, a painting, a book. I don't know. It's what you are ready to understand for your clients. But work for free, for me, it doesn't mean anything in the sense of you don't have to work for free or you have to work for free. It's not like that. For me, normally a pitch, it's already in the process of uh, starting to work. If you have the good, uh, the good uh, way of thinking. But for sure, uh, like every company in the world, uh, you have to work hard. If you have to accept a pitch for free, you have to accept. If you refuse, you refuse. It's only a question of state of mind for me. I said that I wanted to go deeper into one of the topics you elaborated at the very beginning, and you, you talked about it on BFM TV, I think, is that uh, Chinese brands uh, with Chinese heritage are gaining momentum or are, 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 are really, I mean, uh, opening doors now. And uh, I'm going to challenge it a little bit because we have talked about that for a decade. Uh, I've been in China for 10 years, and since I've been here, um, People were telling me um, it's going to be the time where 
Chinese brands are going to take over the world, uh, and in China first, I'd take over China with heritage, with Chinese heritage, and they use great Chinese heritage um, um, to, to, to leverage. But in some way, it has disappeared with the events we know that happened in China uh, over, over the decades. Um, so would you, would you mind elaborating more and, and give us a, a few examples of successful Chinese brands which leverage the, the, the heritage of China? For me, um, it's not so simple, to be honest. Uh, for me, a lot of people made the mistake during uh, years and years to say, okay, next year is the time of, is the year of the Chinese rice brands, etc. For me, it's quite a mistake to believe it's from zero to 10, like suddenly it's the year of China. For me, this is a huge mistake because it's a trend newspaper way to think, you know what I mean? That suddenly the things will happen. No, it's a process for sure. Uh, and the process is already start since long time with Airborist, with Shangxia. Uh, it's, it's under the process, but why I quite, uh, uh, and we, uh, yeah, I disagree with this idea of the, the, the international suddenly uh, brand Chinese raising. It's because any country, you, don't, you can't find any country in the world who were happen like that, like suddenly. For example, the American brand, the power of American company uh, took a long, long process. French is the same. But it's not a question of time. It's a question of process, first of all. Secondly, uh, for me, it's already happened due to the international brand and not to the Chinese brand. Today, uh, it's impossible for an international brand to uh, not taking care at all of uh, the Chinese element. It's impossible. Uh, you can try, but you will see that it's, it will fail. And now, we are not anymore about uh, the time of to make some element about China or not. We are now about to make some the right element or not. Because mistake, we saw it recently with the Che Guevara. Mistake, uh, it's complicated to be forgiven <laughs> about a mistake such as the Che Guevara. The, the, the time of the Chinese branding, for me, it's already, uh, it's already start. After that, the question of the Chinese brand and how to go internationally, for sure, uh, we are still have a lot of work about it, for sure. But for me, uh, for example, Singtao, uh, it's quite complicated to find a bar in the world where they will not give you a Singtao. For so me, you mentioned three three different um, uh, companies, uh, brands. I, I just want to 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 say a few words. Yes, Shangxia is, is, is was created by AMS, and indeed, uh, for for uh, I'm, I'm telling that for the audience who may not know. All no, the, sorry, sorry, for sure. And Shangxia is created by AMS, and indeed, they are producing in China, and they make make made those craftsmen alive again by uh, finding them in Hangzhou, in Xi'an, those people with this knowledge that disappeared for like 40, 50 years. Because what we have to say, brands disappeared for 40, 50 years. Um, but for the that's why I'm. I'm telling you about the question of timing. You know, a lot of people don't see also the long term and the slow power also, the soft power. Because Shangxia, a lot of people, they will answer you, okay, but it's not a success, Shangxia. Okay, so what? Do you know some business who we use some knowledge disappeared after 60, 40 years after that they make a success suddenly? No, it doesn't work like that. Uh, I think what's... What's misleading for China is that 
there is a bit of schizophrenic situation where you have this very long history where uh, stories and history of emperors, emperors, princes, princesses, where those environments create brands. Those environments create Louis Vuitton, Hermes, and other brands in the West. But with history in China, those brands or those craftsmen which could have created brands have not actually survived in the 20th century. So this heritage, this history exists. So at some way, in some way, some people may think suddenly it's going to come back, but that's not happening. And what, what you said, it would take a long time. Um, you, you mentioned Qingdao. So Qingdao is a, is a beer, uh, the well-known beer, which is now distributed everywhere. And uh, I, the third brand I'm missing now, I wanted to talk about. No, I didn't, um, I didn't finish. No, I was explaining you that for me, it's a process. It's a soft, power, long process. Uh, you know, Herboris for me is one of the little uh, element of this uh, long process. But you have some incredible and amazing uh, new um, journey, journeys in branding. For example, last year, uh, we designed for Sephora China from LVMH, biggest retailer of beauty in the world, uh, premium, uh, very uh, storytelling, very organized, worldly, worldwide, and we design for them and we decide with them about this collection. It's not something that just they brief us. We imagine together a collection which is a tribute to the imperial uh, China. This, for me, was the most incredible project in my career. Trust me, really. Because you are at the same table, people from LVMH, from Sephora France, Sephora China, from our side, from the imperial palace, and all together, you are creating some things for the consumer. Some things with an exceptional quality of uh, uh, factory realization. Uh, 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 some things with a design research, which is really incredible. And this result, as I explained to you in the beginning, is not because Sandegray is good or Sephora is good, etc. It's because we are all in the collective intelligence process. And how different do you think it's going to be for China compared to the rest of the world? You said American brands have not become um, um, brand icons overnight. Uh, do you see some differences uh, with China? Or you you see some more parallels, and you think you think basically it's going to be the same as the US. The US had no brand in the uh, maybe 18th, 19th century, and then in the 20th century they conquered the world by 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 being known for who they are. For me, um, if it's impossible to compare the stuff, but I think China will be more in the process of branding worldwide as France or Europe. First of all, due to the history. Uh, you know, it's one or is the most ancient uh, country in the world today, still at the same country. Uh, there is a quantity of knowledge product, which is unbelievable. There is a quantity of different area, province with different culture, different language, different quality, etc. For sure, it's a long process. But if I have to make a parallel, for me, I am, we are more in the Europe um, and French uh, way of the, the process than the American process, for sure. 
And how, how will it um, uh, uh, convert into actions? What, what do you foresee that's going to happen in the coming years? What I understand is that the, the fact that we go back to history is resonating towards the Chinese population. Uh, but um, do you see some brands and would you have some names actually to share with us that uh, could resonate within the Chinese population, uh, being a leader uh, locally and become worldwide uh, with this Chinese heritage? For me, specific names so, if you have uh, for me in terms of um, if we are talking about industries industries sorry uh, for sure you have some key industries or in china uh, uh, which will be the, the next uh, for me the, the, the next big uh, topic uh, how to go internationally or how to go regionally because again i think a lot of people in branding made a mistake to believe about internationally like I go to Europe or I go to USA, but it's not only that internationally. Internationally, when you are a Chinese brand, it's hard to go, uh, for example, first of all, nationally, because the size of, the, of China means if you are powerful nationally, it's like you are powerful in the total Europe for a French brand, so, um, even more. Even Second, more. The, sorry? Even more, because it's three times Europe yeah. and uh, 25% population. First of all, secondly, that, for example, this is totally something that herbalists uh, teach us, you know, to be powerful nationally, first of all, before to think about something else. After regionally, uh, around China, you have some incredible population uh, ready to discover some stuff. Uh, you have all the Southeast Asia, uh, which is an incredible and very interesting market. After, for sure, you have the Middle East, the Europe. Uh, the question of internationally is not so simple and is not so, uh, uh, you know what I mean? It's not so um, focused about out of China, inside China, first of all. Secondly, the question of industries, uh, the traditional Chinese medicine. For me, for sure, it will be the next uh, topic. The food and beverage uh, in, in China, I know, uh, Mathieu, you travel a lot as me in China. How many stuff you can discover in China about food, uh, beverage, uh, food and beverage, some cookies, some yaourt. It's incredible. You have the cosmetic, for sure. This is already in the process of internationally. You have the fashion, which is for sure, and I don't have any beginning of doubt that the next topic for international Chinese brand will be uh, the, 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 the fashion how to how to 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 draw uh, some things close how to, to to create it the question of eco responsibility related to fashion also it's a huge topic uh, the question of haute couture i met recently in france in in in, uh, in christmas during christmas i met guopay guopay is the only uh, chinese brand who had the haute couture um, validation in paris it's incredible what she is doing it's a mix of incredible stuff from the West, from the East. Look, as we start to discuss, uh, for me, there is a beautiful uh, future for many industries, but it's a question of uh, open uh, beta woman. Talking about cases, um, I, I, I selected four cases I, I, I find very, very interesting. Um, certainly, I'm missing a lot of them, others which are also interesting. We talked about the arborist. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, um, I, I think we we have gone through it quite quite uh, quite deeply. I want to mention that the um, 
the number of point of sale tripled uh, after your yeah. work. It, it, it went massive. But you also work for MG Mask, which is um, um, an acquisition by L'Oreal, yeah. uh, which is actually um, um, was not doing very well uh, for some time uh, after the acquisition. Uh, it's, it's, it's public. And... Um, and after it went well, after maybe two years, three years, took two, three years to 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 change, and maybe thanks to your work. And then there is Absode, and there is Sephora with Captain Marvel, which is, yeah. which is something amazing, I think, with in in terms of mix of cultures and masculinity and femininity. But let's first go to talk about MG Mask and what you did. As far as I understand, the the challenge um, you you came up with was to show the authenticity and the craftsmanship behind it. Yeah, um, we are discussing uh, together about uh, 45 minutes, <laughs> this question of this authenticity and the core value of the stuff. I think uh, you understand that is uh, something that we don't negotiate about it <laughs> in some degree. Uh, yes, MG, MG was the, the most uh, successful uh, mask brand in China and Chinese brand. It was, I don't have the, the, sorry, the quantity with me, but it was like a massive, massive success. And uh, L'Oréal Group uh, bought uh, MG a few years ago, and they made um, a second branding uh, step, totally different. Um, I don't want to judge specifically this case because for me, it's the past is the past, but um, when we, we start the work two years after the acquisition, uh, we propose to L'Oréal to come back, uh, to come back to who uh, MG uh, was it before, a real brand from every uh, Chinese uh, lady, girl, woman, to, to enjoy a little moment of Chinese beauty. And it's true what you say that after that, it restarted very well because I think we we put the we push the bottom <laughs> the necessary bottom about it and to say that okay it's a bit like someone I gave this image a lot of time to uh, to our clients it's it's a bit like someone you have a parents you have a mother you have a father you have a grandparent a brand is the same okay well MG uh, is like uh, she it's a girl uh, she found a new dad or <laughs> a new mom. And she was not really sure about who she is. But finally, uh, she found again who she is, uh, maybe an even better solution. And all her friends, the, the consumer, found her perfectly right with this new stage. But everyone has the right to make a little uh, mistake. And not- your life. Um, but the thing is that for doing two years, what changes uh, happened to this brand that uh, disconnected her the brand to to the to to the consumers. Could you elaborate a bit more about the disconnection you found? I found, but it's more a personally uh, point of view. I found that the question of the ingredients, how the ingredient plus the benefits plus the origin uh, plus the story about it was a bit disconnected. That we are not talking anymore about how a mask is produced through benefits, ingredients, uh, where it's coming from, etc. the technology, but it was just a mask. And MG was, first of all, a magic moment. Uh, like some, uh, you have during 
few minutes, a magic moment for your skin related to the ingredient, the shape, the texture, the benefits. And they lost that a bit. And we proposed to come back to that through Chinese legitimacy ingredient origin, which is even more powerful in terms of magic moment. And if I may, sorry, sure. just because we didn't talk about one brand, which is for me also my one of my biggest coup de coeur, as we say in French, um, is Chando. Chando uh, is for me uh, with Herborist, China, uh, Sephora China, sorry, uh, my, one of my most important and most, uh, well, most important coup de coeur uh, because Chando, we are working with them since eight years. Uh, we follow them about every step. Uh, today is the brand uh, who sent the most the biggest quantity of lotion every minute in China. And uh, we created a beautiful history with the chairman about Himalaya water and really deeply, for sure, we are making business. It's a question of uh, always find the client. But in the case of Shando, is really more than this. Is how to build a total uh, journey all together and to make this success, this popular success, because Shando is a popular success in China. And you cannot find a shop of beauty without a Shando bottle. And for me, it's the next one who will go internationally. And I don't have doubt about any, about uh, really nothing about it, because Himalaya water, also it's a question that everyone is concerned about it. If I connect the dots, that's the company you mentioned before, like the second uh, biggest uh, cosmetic player in Shanghai. Um, and um, you worked as well for two other companies. I, I, I'd be interested to know more about uh, Hapsode, which is uh, a, a mix of Chinese and Korean. Origin. Yes, related to uh, Proya. Donc, uh, Proya, it's a, it's a very interesting uh, group uh, from Hangzhou, a very powerful Uh, related to ocean um, origin ingredients. And okay. we have a deep relationship with them since many, many years because we are working for Proya. We are working for another brand of the group. Uh, last, For example, a few months ago, I organized a trip uh, in France uh, for the chairman to make a discovery trip in France together uh, to, to meet some entrepreneur, to meet some stuff. And Absod was one step of this beautiful uh, a relationship with Proya because uh, we created for them with a Korean partner a new brand for China. And how we, we talk we talk a lot about your French identity, and here you are you are in between China and Korea. Uh, you 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 it's pretty uh, unique, I believe, also to to co-create between China and Korea, even though the links are actually very very powerful between two countries. Uh, would you mind elaborating more about your work on on this? Now, if I just, if I may make a parallel about this question of uh, French, China, and even more, um, the parallel that I, uh, <laughs> I can give you, it's my own experience uh, for my team. Uh, I think it's very interesting to be Chinese and French, people mixed. But for me, it's even more interesting when you start to add another nationalities because you are not anymore French or Chinese. You are just a group of people. And I really felt this difference a few years ago. It was five years ago in, in, in the office of Shanghai where um, we had Vietnamese, Korean, um, Indonesian people, 
uh, every uh, this is totally different uh, to be one plus one instead of uh, to be one plus one plus one plus one. It's really totally different. Uh, so I understand that the, the international footprint you have is, is helping you for creativity as well purposes. Yes, absolutely, and it's also a question to also work as a network. You know, today with the Saint Degree Group agencies in the world, uh, if you have a question, uh, I give you an example. Uh, you are working about a Chinese brand mixed with uh, Italian uh, uh, story. Okay, we have Italian somewhere in the group, and we can co-work and co-create all together. Uh, there is no limit about it. Again, it's only a question of if you are a minimum open to, uh, to, to, to share and to discuss with others. Creativity after, it's uh, only a question of how to make it. Last case, um, which is very unique, is um, what you did for Sephora, mixing yeah. Captain Marvel with Sephora products. Uh, let's look at the contradictions of it in it. Captain Marvel is very masculine icon and Sephora is very feminine icon. Where does it come from? They, they were coming with this 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 uh, ID and this uh, di direction to you, or you came up with it? Alors, um, again, you, as you can see, uh, we have uh, some um, business relationship quite complex with our client because I don't call it business, but a lot of time I call it relationship. But this is something very important for us. Um, Sephora China, it's a big story. Uh, we never worked each other together during uh, many, many years. And um, I, we met them again. They changed a bit the team uh, four, three, four years ago. And it was really one of the best uh, met meeting in my life, really in my career. Um, I was in front of people interest, interesting and interest. Uh, totally open to any kind of solution, ideas, new ideas, collaboration, co-creation, collaboration, uh, how to make a crossover, but really, and they let us create, and we are still working every day with Sephora Shana about so incredible project, and you will see in the coming months. Um, it's really a, a human um, adventure through branding. It's again what we discussed before, and Marvel, Uh, was exactly that, Marvel. Look, Marvel, it was not uh, an idea from us. Uh, they told us, okay, we are thinking about Marvel, uh, superhero, what do you think? And a bit, as you mentioned, that they are like, uh, but uh, are you sure? Uh, uh, we are thinking about it, but how it will work, it will be uh, very strange. And we told them, okay, give us one week just to a bit think about it. And we came uh, with this idea of um, fuel. Fuel is like a, the, the superhero. They all have like a magic fuel in their, uh, I see. Yeah, in their body, body. And we believed and we create a parallel with the fluid of beauty. Like fuel of beauty is something that you have inside and Sephora will reveal to you and reveal to others. And we make a parallel between the power of Captain America and the power of beauty. And uh, it works quite well. And how did they come up with Marvel? Um, it was it was an intuition, or it was something they were they knew they want to do, or it was pretty an intuition. They were happy to be challenged on. What was the idea behind it? They they wanted to do for sure, but they didn't know how to do. But they wanted to do. They how do you explain do. that? How do you explain that they wanted to do without knowing what to do? 
because it's also again the question of to meet each other a different kind of uh, side in the business and this it's the, your question is super, so interesting and so uh, interesting after all what we discussed because it's exactly like a puzzle you know sephora they are super professional is the best retailer in beauty in the world and they know perfectly that due to the trends, due to the situation, due to the, like, the, the movie, uh, etc., they know that they have to do with Marvel for their collection in China. But they don't know exactly how to design. And from our side, we don't know exactly why <laughs> we have to, Marvel is necessary for beauty, but we know how to do. And suddenly, you have the puzzle, magic, and uh, the, the, the magic happen at the end. With the good supply chain and the good factory, you cannot uh, have more than this. Very interesting. Thank you very much for all your time. Thank it's already you. one hour. Um, you don't have time to ask the last questions. Uh, you still have five or ten minutes for the last I have All my afternoon for you. Okay. Then we, we ask. What books have you inspired you most in your in in, in, in your career? Um, alors, it's maybe not in my career, but uh, it's my life or. Alors, I will give you two books. Um, one book, uh, maybe you had already a lot of time this answer, I don't know, <laughs> but it's Candid uh, from Voltaire, for sure, uh, for sure. And it was also my, uh, my, baccalaureate, my baccalaureate, French baccalaureate uh, <laughs> exam. Um, why Candid? For many reasons. I think everyone who, who read could understand why. It's my one of my favorite books. And if I have to give only one answer, it's an easy answer, but it's true. It's true. It's the, the last sentence of Candide, uh, which is um, in French, maintenant, uh, nous devons cultiver notre jardin, uh, which is quite complicated to translate in a good way. But uh, <laughs> I let you... saying that you have to take care of yourself in order to bring to, to go to another stage, to cultivate yes, your own garden, right? Also a question. That to say that we are quite alone uh, to about our destiny, but we have only one chance to control our destiny is to work about our own garden. And this I'm totally, uh, totally, totally sure about it. And my Chinese client and my Chinese team and my French team also help me every day to understand that perfectly. And the second, um, but it's quite it's a very positive topic because a garden. It's uh, where everything is possible. And uh, secondly, for sure, it's uh, L'Art de la Guerre, uh, which is an excellent book. Uh, uh, in, in, easy, in English, easy. it's The Art of War by... Uh, yes, Sun Art of War, sorry. Mm. Sorry, sorry. Like that, you can enjoy my excellent uh, English-French uh, uh, translation. <laughs> you, you read it in, in French, I believe, so that's yeah. coming up in French. Voilà. The Art of War, which is an excellent book also. What do you, what do you get from it in your, in your life? A book. No, it's the, a, the art of war. The art of war. I think it's always necessary when you are a bit lost. I think first of all, <laughs> when you are a bit lost, first of all, when you need to write a speech, you are okay. always. <laughs> you are reading it again sometimes. Uh, um, since few years, no. Oh no, totally no. No, no, it seems quite uh, heavy to read, totally. But uh, when you are a bit lost to make a beautiful conclusion for a speech and you're looking for the good sentence, honestly, I see the best book in the world. And 
if you read this sentence after you read the second sentence and another one and another one, and finally, you spend a better day that you expected just due to the, the one page. What do you read to stay up to date on China? It's a difficult question. Um, Some people are telling me that actually they get information from, linked, from LinkedIn or from WeChat at the moment. Uh, some people tell me that they read... No, uh, WeChat, really, for me, WeChat, for sure, for sure, WeChat. But uh, for me, WeChat, today, to be honest, for me, it's becoming in my life more than a, more than a software. But I think it's for all of us, it's the same. But, uh, you know, for example, when we have a project... In, with French agency team, I'm asking them to install WeChat because for me, it's not a question of a way to learn some stuff. It's also a way to work, how to share the stuff. You know, the principle to organize your group of work like that is changing not only your way to learn, but also your way to work. But anyway, and also I will make a little point of a little highlight about Jing Daily, which is an excellent uh, for me website. And... I'm sorry, I give you, I give my the opportunity to tell you that we uh, we launched two days ago a new website from Sandegray, which is created in China, and it's a website where everyone could post some uh, design creativity topic in China. What's the name? Created in China. Oh, okay. Createdinchina.com or .cn? .com .cn. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and everyone is welcome. You just write us in the contact and we, we share some stuff about design, creativity, new stuff in China. Would you have a book or movie or anything um, that people could watch or read about China that would be um, insightful or inspiring? Alors, <laughs> me, the book, would, the movie would change my life, but even before <laughs> I came to China was Le Dernier Empereur. Uh, Last Emperor, so an Italian Emperor. movie was the movie who really changed, really, really changed my life in terms of aesthetic, in terms of many stuff. And the secondly, which is a masterpiece. And this, uh, I already know that uh, I will have a link with China in my life, is Tigre Dragon, uh, which is more a popular movie, but really uh, the Tiger, and Dragon and Tiger, uh, which is a, an incredible movie in terms of aesthetic, uh, art of... Uh, landscape uh, the, the, I don't know if you know well this movie or people who read or check this podcast but please take five minutes you just have a look on the last five minutes of this movie and the landscape uh, which is typically when you go out of Shanghai and you go in Sichuan etc and this movie encapsulated perfectly that if you had extra time uh, outside of your current work, what would you pursue? What would you do? What business would you would you do? I think it's the conclusion. <laughs> I will make a link with the introduction of your question. Uh, I think it will be uh, to write a book, but I think it will be not just. Uh, it will be something that will happen soon. About but the book for Sandra Gray or the book about China? Both. Okay. No, no, I, it's what I knew in the beginning. For me, what, uh, what Ellie and David made to come so early and also at the same time to, to transmit to me also, to, to transmit to the team what I try every day to transmit, what this company tried to transmit to the client, what the client transmit to, to us 
all of this is necessary to make a book, really, I think. Last two questions um, I always ask is what kind of, what success and failure have you witnessed in China, which was unexpected for you? Um, I always give the example of Carrefour living China, which is totally unexpected for me as a failure. Uh, but what kind of success and failure you have witnessed that actually showing a bigger picture of what's going on in the country and changing? Uh, it could be a business, could be in society, could be in business, economy, whatever. Um, success. Uh, bon, I'm sorry, I'm repeating a bit, but it's uh, it's really China Red with Sephora. Uh, but I I need maybe more time to explain you for another podcast <laughs> why it's so special this project. But you know, uh, to be in front of a group, the biggest group in the world for luxury, we have yeah. to remind the biggest group in the world and the biggest retailer beauty company, and you are front of us, front of of you, sorry. And all of us, we create a project like that. And you have some uh, Chinese specialists uh, from Beijing and who tell you, okay, what you made is excellent. It's a masterpiece. Uh, but, you know you mentioned I mean? China Red. China Red by Sephora is the uh, work you did in order to use the history of China, yeah. the emperors and so on, to create a line of products uh, for them. And it was launched, um, and it was launched during the... Uh, 70th anniversary of China uh, in October, during the last October. And uh, we had, for example, a newspaper in China Daily uh, to say that it was the, one of the most uh, successful design to explain and to make a tribute about China. You know, for, um, it's very uh, humble and a bit stupid what, you, what I will tell you, but I have to tell you, for just French people, even if we are not only French, but you know, so far from our home to be in front of a client to make that and to have this feedback trust me you really believe that you made a good job and you are happy for the people who buy it and failure uh, i don't want to give you some name because it's a bit uh, there is not a question of name it's more a question of time and i will i'm very honest with you and this is true that for me my bill my biggest regret is to don't have enough time because China is so big. Um, we have five offices. I would like to spend more time to discover again, again, and again uh, some small factory, some big factory to go at the end of the, I don't know, Sichuan uh, mountain to even more. But I have to find more time. But I, I will try. <laughs> So that's the truth. Thank you now, because that's really the end. One hour and 10 minutes, if my counter is, good, is, is, is correct. Thank you very much for your time. It was very insightful, very, 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 those precise cases is really what we like in the podcast. So thank you for sharing. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Mathieu. It was super nice. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it. Bye-bye. Thank everyone. you.